got your six and six major playtime. We are We the People, the People's Patriot Project. Good evening. This is Andrea Eichmann with the People's Patriot Project. We are here bringing you our weekly show slash podcast called We Got Your Six at Six Patriot Playtime. Every week we bring you a guest and a lot of times a new musician and we share all the good and sometimes not always so good things happening in our world. Tonight is going to be an amazing discussion, probably encompassing all of that. Um, once again, you guys, we're going to throw out a big heck yeah to Bobby and Peggy Kretzinger with Operation Texas Strong. They just keep on rolling. Um, great job, you guys. It is the 4th of June, 2023. We have some amazing guests to share with you this week. Um, we got this super guest called Michael Madsen. He's here with, uh, can I say this right? Oh my gosh, you guys, I might have to correct me. Um, I typed it as Foxhole Internet Radio Network. Seems like a lot of letters. Um, but we've been getting to know Michael for some time now, and I can't wait. This is going to be an awesome conversation. We do have a repeat musician. Um, this guy, we just can't shake him. Um, actually, he's shaking. He's moving right now. We got Tim Newton here, and he has Justin Silkwood along from his band. And I think we get to hear about some new stuff. So... It's going to be a very cool show tonight. Stick with us. Sorry, it's a dog collar. Um, before we get started this week, we do ask that you take off your hats, stand if you can, and cover your heart. Join us, please, for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag, to the flag of the United, of the United States, States of America. Of America. And to, the republic, and to the republic for which it stands, which it stands one, nation, one nation under God, under God, God indivisible, indivisible with, liberty with liberty and justice for all. Sometimes that's amen. Sometimes that's hallelujah. Whoop, whoop. You guys were all on the bench. Sorry. None of you guys were even supposed to be here. Uh, I don't know why you're here. And then. I want to tell our world how amazing uh, the network is, uh, the WEP3 network, because uh, we're kind of at the place now. We're booked out until August. Uh, great stuff. Excited about it. And uh, we actually had different guests planned for tonight. And um, and last minute, I think it was Tuesday night, um, I reached out to, to Mike, and I said, Mike, we had a cancellation. Can you come on? And we had another musician on ready to go. Uh, and um, 
something came up in his world today uh, about an hour ago. And uh, because of the relationships that have been built, I, I speed dialed Timmy and said, hey, Mr. Newton, can we be honored with your presence tonight? And uh, made it all work. I am so excited. This is I, I actually got the chill bumps just because uh, the network lives. Uh, Tim and I were talking before, even before uh, Mr. Matson came on, and we're talking about how, you know, we start talking about names and who's in the world and what's working where and how it's all coming together. And and he feels this calling down to the southern states. He's already southern. I don't even know what he's whining about. The, the A lot of people do not consider Missouri southern, though. And I'm going to tell you what, we have winter here, all right, and it it's, sucks. It's way, it's way south of us, way south of us. That's practically Yankee, man. See, John, John lives in Louisiana. He knows. Well, he is. He's super way south. I didn't even yeah. know there was anything south of New Orleans, and I'm the social studies teacher. I didn't realize there was anything south of New Orleans, but apparently, half their state is still south of yet. That's where Jonathan lives. The best food parts of our state are south of New Orleans. <laughs> That's where all the good food comes from. <laughs> well, welcome everybody for and thanks for coming here and thanks for being available. This no is problem, man. Stuff. Yeah. Thanks um, for having us. What yeah, a, real quick, a real quick shout out. I we should say congratulations to uh, the Eichmann family. They for sure shut the door on one more. Uh, someone else opened the door to their youngest, and uh, Miss Faith Eichmann, no longer Eichmann, Miss Faith has been married off this weekend. Congratulations. That's someone else's responsibility, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> a little hug and a little I'll kill you if you don't do well as you dropped me off at my seat was uh, appropriate, I think. That was from me. From her dad came a, hey, it ain't no easy trail, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> well, I, I do happen to know the family a little bit, so I it is not probably the easiest trail to pass. <laughs> You're so lucky she's already on her honeymoon and not listening to us, I'm sure. Mr. Crochet, what's in the news, brother? Well, coming up on uh, June 6th, we'll get the uh, chance to remember all the Great and not so great details of D-Day. Um, it's the the anniversary. So i uh, doing a little piece on D-Day uh, this week. So um, on the morning of June 6th, uh, American troops and Allied forces landed on the beaches of Normandy, France, in an invasion codenamed Operation Overlord, uh, which began the liberation of France. Ultimately, many other areas of Europe from Hitler's Nazi regime. The day was known as is known as D-Day. Um, it was strategically planned landing of 156,000 British, Canadian, and American troops at 6:30 a.m. on five different beaches of Normandy, um, and that landing was codenamed Operation Neptune. Early in the morning, June 6, 24,000 airborne troops were also dropped into battle by parachute. Oh. You know, <laughs> good? Oh, sorry. <laughs> now, whenever you say airborne, if you're in the Airborne Brotherhood, you have to respond back with, oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, early in the morning, June 6th, 24,000 airborne. Huh? <laughs> Troops were dropping the battle by parachute in order to close exits and overtake bridges, slowing the advancement of the Nazi reinforcements. Uh, troops entering the beaches by land and sea were met with Hitler's Atlantic Wall, which was 24,000 miles, uh, yeah, 2,400 miles of uh, bunkers, landmines, beach obstacles, uh, metal tripods, barbed wire, uh, wooden stakes. Uh, we've pretty much all seen the, the photos of that day um, that were established in anticipation of a French coast invasion. The Nazis planted 4 million landmines along the Normandy beaches. Uh, planning for the invasion of German-occupied France began in 1942 in an attempt to mislead the Germans and maintain the secrecy of the details of, details of D-Day invasion. The Allies conducted a military deception codenamed Operation Bodyguard, which included fake radio transmissions, double agents, a phantom army that was designed of balloons that were made to look like tanks, and uh, it was commanded by the American general, George Patton, which demanded so much attention uh, and had such great respect from, from the German military and Hitler that during the invasion of D-Day, uh, Hitler refused to send reinforcements away from this other area because he was certain that Patton was going to be attacking the next day. And so reinforcements weren't sent uh, because they were waiting on a battle that was never going to happen. Pretty, pretty awesome story. If you get a chance to read about it, it's uh, it's quite amazing. Uh, June 5th was originally chosen as D-Day due to predictions of weather and high tide uh, based on the phase of the moon and all that they had some bad weather conditions that ultimately interfered with the established plans. And uh, D-Day was moved to June 6th. Ultimately, over 4,400 identified soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Coast Guardsmen died on D-Day, with uh, estimated 5,000 or more lost at sea in air uh, battles and otherwise were not identified. Their sacrifice and the valiant efforts of all the troops turned the tide of the war that day. Um, interesting fact that I just found out doing a little research on this is... Uh, Brigadier General Theodore Roosevelt Jr., the son of President Theodore Roosevelt, was the oldest soldier to land on the beaches of Normandy at age 56. And he was posthumously awarded the Medal of Honor for his heroic actions at Utah Beach that day. Um, another interesting fact is, is that the, the landing craft that were uh, taken, the troops, to the uh, beaches that day and the and the equipment, they were uh, they were built in New Orleans. One of my I don't know it's all it's my favorite. It's not my favorite photo to show, but it it, it helps bring so much understanding a little bit because I think people generally think that when people go into combat, you've got these old stoic soldiers full of wisdom and 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 all the knowledge that they need to you know do what they're doing and uh one of my favorite pictures to show students is there's several photos that are showing the the boats 
as they're getting ready to beach. And the age of the young men, and sorry, we're going to say young men because it's only young men at that time. Not that women weren't didn't have a place in the military, but for combat-related uh, incidences and campaigns, it was just strictly female. And it, it looks like a boat full of 12-year-olds. Um, of course, they're not 12. I mean, they're, they ranged from age 16 at that time, 16 to roughly 24. But those, those are what we threw at the front lines when we were going into campaigns. Um, that's what our, our privates to specialists are. That's the age. And um, I just, it's just the lives, the world, the, the families that were changed uh, to, to accommodate world peace, uh, to accommodate what we're getting done. And, and the truth of the matter is um, our police officers in our country are in the same, pardon the pun, in the same boat, but they're on the front lines. And the ones that are on the front lines are typically the young ones. And those are the ones that we're losing on, A, the daily. Um, and so um, remember the amazing resources that we are losing uh to be part and having peace in this country and, and for the most part, the world. And uh, it's on the shoulders and the backs of the young men and women who have chosen to serve. Um, and that's just my, my little reminder. I, I, I wish, I wish I'd had the witness to pull up that picture just to, to show the youngness in those pictures. But thanks for sharing, Jonathan. Thank you. I'm stalling in my brain because I don't know the, the next step. Is that, is that okay? Can we have a, have that moment? Um, Tim, uh, Justin, what, what have you guys been up to lately? Tim, take well, her away. <laughs> uh, we just released a single, uh, the first, and uh, we are, we've been working our butts off, practicing, trying to get everything around because uh, we got a tour coming up in August. We're going to be out on the East Coast. What kind of tour is this going to be? I mean, uh, we're going to go out there and we're going to play our, we're going to play our music, bring our brand out to the East Coast. Uh, we got some pretty cool stuff lined out. We got a, one of the main ones I'm really excited about is, uh, Veterans Freedom Festival out in South Carolina. Uh, that's going to be August 12th in Westminster, South Carolina. And it's free for anyone that wants to come out to it. So if you are interested, and I just kind of given the background, we met uh, Tim and, and Justin. Um, well, it's been a good chunk of a year at least. And then, then we happened to invite them to come down to a little event we did down in Nashville called the WP3 Nashville Takeover, the 2022 rendition. Um, and um, these guys, it's, what what would you say your genre of music is? Honestly, I th I would rope us right into like modern country. Uh, probably a little lean. We lean pretty heavy on the southern rock end of that. But, you know, probably the closest thing you can relate us to, if any, right now in, in the circuit, would probably be Brantley Gilbert, uh, just with the, the harder style that we typically bring. Uh, yeah. 
Well, and you like using the nomenclature. You like to use the nomenclature. Outlaw, outlaw country. Outlaw. Outlaw. <laughs> outlaw country. Well, we kind of lived that life a little bit, but. <laughs> I uh, I used to have a country station called Carter Country. And the, uh, the model that we hired to do the logo, and I, I don't know how I can get you the logo to throw it up there. The, the station has since been turned off. It was a couple a couple of years before COVID, it, it kind of died out. But uh, we used to jokingly call her Shirlene. And, I, you know, that's where Outlaw Country came from, from the Archer series. And uh, I'll see if I can get the picture to you, Mark. If you could if you could put it up, she looks like Charlene. She's got the red hair and, yeah, the, you know, the cutoff blue jean shorts and everything. Yeah, she was, it was pretty funny. Um, that, uh, I, I just have to mention, Tim is the first person – or his, well, I have to say the band. The band is the first band that we kind of have to screen some of their their content before we we throw <laughs> it up right away. Um, you gotta have catchy hooks, man. And some of them, there, there's this beautiful scene of like this crick coming down with this lady <laughs> wait, in the crick, and wait, I'm like, <laughs> what is that, a crick in your neck? What, what's a crick? <laughs> <laughs> I I'm thought like, you guys heard like that one more. Brooke. You like yeah, that? A brook? Don't you guys call it a brook up that far north? Oh no. A brook. A babbling <laughs> brook. Babbling. Dog creek. It's a creek way up here. That's what it is. <laughs> and just to see the reaction of what happens when some people hear you listen to the Tim Newton band, what it does. <laughs> I, I, I got to, it's like, yep. That's not uh, can't put that on our show, but uh, um, we love having these guys around. I I telling you, um, TikTok is a jungle, man. All right, yeah, it, it is. It, it's, it is. It, and I do need to say that the Tim Noon band just doesn't consist of of Tim and Justin. There's also um, Derek, and then there is and now I'm having a brain fart. And Jacob. Jacob, Jacob, Jacob Lane. Yep. Um, yeah. And um, the drummer, and it's an amazing crew of guys. And there's like this eclectic piece. Each one of them is different, and, but they work together amazingly. How did I, I got to say? How did you guys? Maybe I'm reaching for some information. How did you guys come together? Oh well, I started writing music, and I put Man in Nashville out. Uh, just me and my uh, my producer, and then you guys hit me up and was like, hey. You want to go to Nashville? And I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> so I put out a Facebook post. and I was like, I, I need a band. So if you play, then hit me up. <clears throat> Justin was the first one to hit me up. I've known Justin since I was a little kid. And, you were uh, like that big? <laughs> so Justin's like, yeah, man, uh, I, I got my buddy. He's a drummer. He's like, I'm pretty sure he'll do it. Let me ask him. He gets back to me in a couple hours. like, yeah, we're in. And uh, D took a little convincing to hop on the bass because D has his own solo act, but uh, gave enough beers and you rope him well, in, you know. That and that and <laughs> bass players are just weird, anyways, right? I mean, you know, drummers got their own yeah. thing going, but bass players—they're just weird guys. Some of them are. D's, D's—I think he's the exception to the rule, but. <laughs> But eclectic. He's maybe a little eclectic. eclectic. There we go. I, yeah, eclectic is the word because he's got a little pedigree behind him, right? He played on a, a 
one of the music shows. Isn't that correct? I don't. Yeah, know. the one that we did there on that uh, at the resort. D D did his solo act there, I believe. Yep. yep. Yeah. He did. And what was the music show he was on? Uh, he was Idol. on American Idol. Yep. Oh wow! The American Idol. Very yeah. cool. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Awesome. No, and you guys were just in. There was so much glue and melding that was happening in Nashville that that week, and uh, oh, it was just real. awesome having you guys there. It was awesome. it was a heck of a time. <laughs> do uh, should we just tear the bandaid off and get the new one, or do you want to save that for the the finale? Uh, whatever you want to do, man. Well, we got whatever you want to roll it. We got three songs lined up for you. Which you know the three. Which one do you want first? Uh, let's roll "Man in Nashville" first. We'll do. Right. Um, we'll do. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'm done. Is there a story behind "Man in Nashville"? Uh, that was kind of like me looking at the music industry and being like, "Why is every 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 time I turn on the radio, everybody sounds the freaking same?" And like, what's up with that? And I don't know. I, inspiration hit me one day, and I just threw it together and about an hour and put it on TikTok, and that's how I ended up in contact with my producer, Zidon Studios, and he's like, I think this is a really original sounding song. He's like, I'll do this one for you for free. And then we ended up doing the video out in Savannah, Georgia. Oh, there you go. Awesome. You, well, you Tim with Man in Nashville. Songs. I don't 
Another amazing blessing with Derek here, who's part of the Tim Newton band as well. Uh, we got three quarters of the band, the Outlaw Band, um, Tim Newton, the Tim Newton Band. It's awesome to have you guys here. That was actually a fun fact. That was a uh, Zidon Studios' first ever music video. I'm excited for you guys to see the new one. Just to see the evolution of it, I think is just pretty awesome. Absolutely. Um, you're probably tired of telling the story, Tim, but, uh, you know, we, we hit Nashville pretty hard. Um, oh, yeah. did you have any unique experiences like the first night we were at the scoreboard or anything? Oh, nothing, nothing too noteworthy. Uh, <laughs> everything, everything went according to plan. Okay. So. I ordered the hottest wings that uh, the scoreboard had there in Nashville, and that was that was where that was the beginning of what was to be a pretty eventful evening. So they get there, and they're they're called the Hiroshima wings. That's what they're called, and uh, they were what were they? Ghost pepper wings. I took one big old bite, and I was like, I just start sweating. I looked just, and I was like, I can't do this, man. He's he's over there heckling me. He's like, oh, you know, come on, can't be that bad. He he takes a freaking nipple up and starts crying, and uh, I I screwed up and I touched my face, and like I just immediately like my everything went red and like I couldn't see. I was trying to find the bathroom, and if you ever been to the scoreboard in Nashville, that place is a maze. Like, just to find the bathroom, they got, like, different levels to that venue and bar. Like, it's just like, where the hell is anything in here? So, I finally find the bathroom, and I'm flood- – like, I wash my hands to the best of my ability because I can't hardly see. My eyes are watered up. And uh, then I start flushing my eyes, and I didn't wash them good enough, so now I can't see out of either. <laughs> and we're, we haven't gone on stage yet, mind you. So, I, I'm mushing – wet napkins in my eyes trying to get it together we finally were i was finally able to get it together and just in time for us to get up there too so i didn't i don't think i touched anything spicy for the whole rest of that that (laughs) five day (laughs) events well and the weird thing is uh, later in the week and so 
we're out we're an hour i don't know i'm even sure south hour south of nashville at uh big vinnie's resort uh buffalo river resort and uh there is nothing up in this space and there is uh except for a 24-hour arby's which was the the primary source of sustenance uh, for many of us when it, we were getting in that area around one and two every morning sometimes there's three. a denny's too we we, yeah, had we made that mistake <laughs> <laughs> right Ash browns you knew it was going to be an eventful time when we're we're rolling up and and d d mentioned something he's like this is Denny's is for, is it, what'd you say, D? Is it? Denny, dude. Fuck. Oh. No. Denny's is Waffle House for people that can't fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was the, it was the worst. I can't remember what exit that was off of, but don't don't hit up a truck stop, Denny's. I'll tell you that. That's a precautionary tale right there. Rough yeah. with two Fs. <laughs> that's right <laughs> and at the time um arby's was running a special on some it was some pepper sandwich there as well and it was like the nuclear kill you challenge and uh i thought i was going to try that the last night and uh it was it was it was a moment it's like most well when you go to a restaurant most of the time their hot is not the the hot that right. you would like right now, I believe uh, Popeye's is doing the scorpion pepper chicken wing. And so I try that and it's, it's barely a hot wing. So I don't know what the equation is in the world of eating hot food. Um, I did take uh, Andrea and uh, the colors to a Nashville hot chicken restaurant um, before uh, tin roof, and um, it was it was too hot. It was- I love the idea of Nashville hot because like there's no flavor; it's just hot for no fucking reason. <laughs> just, <Right. laughs> just drinking tar, hot roof tar. And, uh, yeah. right. Oh, there's chicken. There's chicken in here. Yes, they can put Somewhere. that on cardboard, and you wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> That's very true. It applies to girls too. Nashville hot, not so much. Uh, It's like pizza. It's still good for (laughs) you. This is where that outlaw outlaw band gets us in trouble. That's what we got a little bit. That's why Andrea hit it on out. Got to live a little. (laughs) As long as as it stays like pizza and it's it's still good the next morning, you know what I mean. Um, it, it's funny when Andrea pipes in and pipes out. That's the funny part. And uh, it is. normally she's the pot stirrer and she gets everyone going. And then it's like, what? Me? Me? Innocent little me? I didn't do anything. Yeah, right. Okay. She can talk from behind the scenes right now. Said, there, said no woman ever. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Military Mike Madsen. Yes, sir. We've uh, it took us a minute to get a conversation to happen, and you do everything. Uh, you're the VSO down there. Uh, you help work with Operation Rally Point. Uh, you help work with the American Legion Post Two Thirty Three. I do. Uh, you run Foxhole Internet Radio Network. I do. Um, you are a former Chief Warrant Officer for the the Army. 
Right. Um, you help work with Valkyrie Initiative. Uh, you're the founder of Not All Is Lost Radio. Um, do you know when to I stop? Also, I also do the Hungry <laughs> Prepper and uh, the Do a Set for a Vet series. Yes, yes. And something about yeah. Secret Squirrel at General Dynamics Information Technology. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, that and my podcast is doing real well, The World According to Military Mike. So I can't complain. Yeah. So do you have special Wheaties that you eat or what, what gets I, us? No, it's a, I, you know what it is you guys are going to laugh, but you guys are all younger than me. So you may not understand this, but when you get to 58 and you've been dumped by attractive women as much as me, God, you got a lot of extra time on your hands. Uh, I've got money. I've got the, I've got a house. I've got a, yeah, He's got the Woody Harrelson cry. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'll wipe my tears with these hungry <laughs> fans. Yeah. Uh, I got two pit bulls that live with me. I'm, hey, man, I'm a happy guy. I seven days a week. Uh, what can I say? <laughs> what, what's more work, the pit bulls or your, your former lady friend? Well, I, I got to be honest with you. The pit bulls kind of, they they let me stay here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they they wrote they I've one pit bull, she's close to a hundred pounds. She's 12, 13 years old now. I got her when I got back from Afghanistan. And uh she pretty much rules the roost. The other one was a rescue. Uh, you know, about about five, six years ago, everybody was getting a pit bull, so there was a ton of them in rescue. So I I picked one up. Uh they were they were gonna euthanize it. So um but I, I, I tell you what, I never in a million years. I was always a German Shepherd. I owned a Belgian Malinois years ago. Um, it's it's one of those things that uh, I don't think I'll ever get away from pit bulls. Now they they're most lovable dogs. Uh, they're they have so much character about them. They're uh, but they do run the show. Now let me tell you something. Three o'clock in the morning, I see you. She wants to go outside. She'll put her paw on me and go, Hey, hey, <laughs> get up. Get up. It's time. it's time, human. Let's go. <laughs> so what are you working on right now? Uh, well, uh, I think, uh, of course, you know, this industry and Internet radio, when I got started in it, was you had to explain it to everyone, the difference between terrestrial radio and Internet radio. And, you know, the radio business is different than the performers. Uh, radio business is, it's like a marketing company or an advertising agency type thing, really. But you, you have a love for music. And uh, so my, uh, the brother that's right above me, he's been a, a, a guitarist for years and years and years and years. And like when we were in high school, uh, I was always working the board for him. I played bass and stuff like that in a little side band. You know, that we'd warm up, get everything going, sound checks, all that kind of stuff. So I've been in music for my whole life. But unfortunately, doing just short of 31 years in the military, you don't, uh, you know, you're not going to get established with a band because as soon as you guys practice the third time, somebody's, you know, leaving. Somebody's PCSing somewhere else. Uh, but I, I kind of stayed in uh, music and I kind of stayed in the radio business by doing voiceovers. And I used to do a lot of impressions. I did a ton of impressions for AFN, Armed Forces Network. 
And uh, so when I when I got out, I was the corporate guy for a nonprofit called Freedom Outdoor Adventures. And uh, a local station did an interview uh, with me and they asked me to stay on. And before I knew it, I was doing five morning shows and two evening shows with Just for Fun Radio. And uh, they wanted to stay local and I wanted to go more global and I wanted to have a specific niche in the market there. And uh, so I started <clears throat> at before COVID, I had 12 stations and they were I had vintage rock. I had uh, 80 station. Uh, the not all is lost station. Our Christian station is are still going strong. Uh, listeners all over the world. Uh, Valkyrie Radio obviously is attached to the Valkyrie Initiative in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, that's where we met D-Rock uh, and all of those folks on that album. Uh, I've, I've been lucky enough to, you know, just kind of be in the business. Uh, I've got a perfect face for radio, so I'm not a good looking guy and I'm damn sure not talented in any of this stuff. So I, I'm behind the scenes. And uh, that's where you get to meet everybody and stuff like that. You know, performers, you guys have a a specific God-given ability, you know. Uh, you guys can get out in front of people and, and you guys can perform, you know, and, and entertain people. Where for me, it's kind of like uh, my, my performance is backstage. My performance is in the studio. My performance is uh, negotiating with people and, and coordinating things and marketing advertisement that goes along with the music industry. Well, we can do what we do without people like you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, you know, in the military for many years, I used to tell people they'd ask me what I do, and and I used to always explain to them. Uh, for about fourteen of those years, I flew attack helicopters, and people would go, "Oh, wow, that's the coolest thing in the world." And I go, "Yeah, but you know, for every guy that's in a cockpit, there's ten people supporting us." You know, and then uh, in special operations, we we used to always say, for every one guy, there was probably a hundred people that were supporting us, and uh, it's. It's the difference between operators and administrators. You got to have both. You, you can't have one without the other. And, uh, you know, we, we call the people that run stations and stuff like that. We refer to you guys as the content. You know, you're the you're the reason why the whole thing exists. But uh, gosh, I could I couldn't get in front of it. But let me tell you something. I do have a sexy voice just in case anybody's wondering. And I can belt out some amazing grace, but I ain't doing it on stage. <laughs> um, so uh, that's uh, that's that's what caused me to do it. I, I've been very lucky financially to pursue a lot of this nonprofit work. Uh, being a VSO is, uh, I'm not going to say it's a rewarding job. Most most people, you know, they're done after two years of being a veteran service officer. And I'm going on year six and uh, it's... 35 plus appointments a month, 200, maybe 300 phone calls a month. Uh, I, I live with my phones and uh, I tell you, I do. I have one whole day. Thursdays are set aside for nothing but Zoom calls. I have clients all over the country. Uh, Wednesdays, I'm at Operation Rally Point, which I know you know those guys. And now we're starting to do stuff with motorcycle groups. There's a lot of veteran-based motorcycle groups and motorcycle groups love the veterans so, hey man, we're we're getting everybody involved. I'm 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 gonna eventually get every veteran I know in a room together, and we're gonna change the world. So, it's uh, 
I love I love those, these words, and me and Michael have had a lot of conversations. Oh, I'm absolutely. sure we're going to have a lot more. Um, so tear the Band-Aid off. I mean, there's no secret or surprise. We've been saying we're getting ready to move Weepy Through Radio. Uh, Weepy Through Radio is not currently uh, operating. Uh, just that we had a kind of a transition in personnel and in the the People's Patriot Project and the person that was running that program, and uh, and that's fine. We're just, we didn't no one left on bad terms. It was just a piece that happened, and um, I reached out to Mr. Madsen here, and I said, "Would you guys be interested in showing uh, or putting out there uh, on Foxhole Radio Network?" Uh, and when he heard the number of veteran and first responder musicians we had, he's like, "Oh, I don't have that content." I, so I I think it. I think I'm honest, Mark, too, and I, I continue my research. I'm I'm here to tell you, we're really going to be the only person doing it. I mean, I know H over at Military Broadcast Radio, and you know we're going to be airing my podcast over there. But as far as being nothing but veteran and first responding performers, this this is like the only only station in the world that's going to be doing this. I, that that's going to be big. That's going to be it's huge. A pretty prideful piece to carry too. I, I'm yeah, going to say, man, it's, I, uh, and we don't I, get to do it without again. So there, here's that full circle we were talking about. This is yeah, these guys. we don't get to do it without these guys. Yeah, um, we got to have these guys. There, there's a value in building the relationship and saying, "Hey guys, you want to come down to Nashville and and put your talent out there?" And and they did, and we're excited for it, and it that fostered into other relationships that are now taking them to uh, South Carolina and that space. And um, again, I don't take ownership of any of that. I take ownership of taking the time to build a relationship and um, kind of weirdly and oddly enough, um, that is also the piece that makes what I feel our mission with helping veterans and first responders with, their social emotional disorders and then the stuff that they're dealing with, we're willing to build that relationship to help walk and talk through all those pieces. And that's what makes our nonprofit successful. Um, Justin is a, a licensed uh, therapist. We've had conversations about uh, having him being involved and doing things with us and setting up programming. Um, and that was, that was just a kind of a, I don't know, not not a fluke, because the weird part is just, and again, we're seeing connections happening here tonight. Right off the bat, Michael wants to steal our bands and go put them on his radio. Um, and that's, <laughs> that's exactly shoot, the way it's supposed to work, for the record. There's zero. Um, that's why we put them on the stages down in Nashville. We wanted to mm -hmm. give them the exposure. We wanted to give people the chance of seeing here, and that's, that's where this is going to all be successful in helping people and in all networks. And a lot of times we, we focus, we are focused on veterans and first responders, but while we're sitting there and having conversations, um, we have Sal Gonzalez in our showdown when we're down there and a young lady um, who was a wait staff at scoreboard comes up and shares the story about how her friend just committed suicide and then we were able to 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 mentor and minister to her. Um, and then Malachi, who played with us down there, we can't get him in on Sundays because he's uh, dedicated Sundays to his family, which is absolutely the right thing to do. 
but uh, he has a chance to take her to the side, and he's got a whole mission that helps with uh, the trauma after suicide. And it's we're here to help everybody, but we're focusing on our veterans and first responders. And it's just awesome to have this network building, growing, and uh, doing more. And it doesn't it, it bring. I get butt hurt every once in a while when I see these people, my friends playing with other people. You know how that works? Uh, you know, the, 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 but these are my friends. Don't, don't. And it's, um, me and Andrea do have that conversation on occasion. And she's like, go put your pull-ups back on Peterson and go do what you got to do. I'm like, all right, all right. And I storm <laughs> off. He usually gives me a little cookie and then we, everything's better. So, um, so exciting. So excited. And we've kind of touched on all the pieces, but I don't think we're done yet. We got uh, a couple more songs to get through. Um, it is a little different. We don't have Andrea in here for the banter, um, but well, that's all right. Um, any new songs that we're getting ready to do, guys? Uh, we still have Missouri Throwdown as well as the new single out is Country Girl. It's out everywhere. It's everywhere the streams and the official videos on YouTube. I'll let you pick which whichever you'd like to do. Well, let's do Throwdown, and then uh, then we'll grand finale the the Country Girl. Um, sure. I do want to say um, Edwin Dunn is in here, and we've seen a couple comments from him. He uh, he runs your guys' uh, production company, doesn't he? Yeah, he's he yeah. is Zidon Studios for the yep. most part. Yeah. Okay. He did reach out to me this last week, and uh, he does fantastic work. Edwin, thanks for reaching out. Uh, the account you reached out to me was, is actually saturated full, and so I've got to move some stuff around. I know I'm a very popular guy, so that happens, and so we'll uh, we'll have to we'll get uh, well we'll get you in the network, brother. Um, and that skill set that you have is could be very beneficial to uh, many, many, many of the uh, performers that we have in the WP3 network, and. Uh, just excited to have you on board, brother. Tell me about this next song. Uh, Missouri Throwdown. It's a little more on the heavier side, <laughs> but it's kind of a showcase of what we're about out here. As much as you can squeeze into like three minutes, but <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's, Are you sure about that? This is the Tim Newton band with Missouri Throwdown. Nashville, Mark's heard it a million times. <laughs> yeah, dead air. Stand by.
Put a little pep in the step in this stuff. Try to. You like it? Yeah, a little bit. Hit you right there. Right in the feelers. Blood a little bit there. Like had fun. I mean, I'm stuttering. I'm stuttering. Um, Here's the boys at uh, Tin Roof in uh, in Nashville. is it the wind? Man, that's an unflattering photo of me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm staring at you. So, are there even strings? Are there even strings on that base? I mean, is, aren't you supposed to be there for a reason? I mean, right? <laughs> I I do have to. I don't, I don't know what the right word is. I I got to experience something more than when I say I the group got to experience something more than any of the crowds got to experience at any, because when we would get done playing, (laughs) we would go back to the resort and they would jam until four or five in the morning. And I'm going to tell you after five days, the funny part was um, as we were doing the red carpet at the, um, 
Josie. Randall Opry. I'm talking with Mr. Goldman of the Oak Ridge Boys, and I'm like, um, how do you do this day in and day out? And because uh, we're five days, and we literally we had people falling. I mean, they voices were gone. Um, people were wrecking. I mean, not literally wrecking, but figuratively wrecking. Um, the best part of the event actually was being back at the resort, listening to everyone jam. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, that group that come down from Michigan, that bluegrass group, those Gitchell boys, they Ooh. are some of the most class class act musicians I think I've ever met, and they could sit there and jam probably nonstop I, until I they died. I honestly <laughs> didn't meet a single act that wasn't a class act while I was down. That's true. It's very yeah. true. It was awesome. We were I was especially say dealing with. I didn't, I didn't make it. <laughs> Especially dealing with our drunk asses all the whole time. So <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. You, you, man. Outlaw country. You can't be an outlaw country band if you're not outlaw, right? right. Oh. How many bars were we kicked out of? Two, Two in a five-day show. <laughs> None. None. For the record. Night, night for one. The record, as a group. No one was kicked out of any bar as a group. <laughs> Fair enough. The Tim Newt band was kicked out of two bars. Right? <laughs> yeah. I'll take technicality. Only individuals. Only individuals. <laughs> maybe one individual at scoreboard and maybe one individual at tin roof. And it, it is what it is. It's... Where we go one, we go all, Dan Mark. <laughs> Persistence is key. Um <laughs> Well, what's weird was, and and I will say again, I don't think it's an integrity piece. I don't think it was a misunderstanding piece on on both events. And I'm sitting there doing cleanup, and the problem was there was nobody who was even willing to listen. And I'm like, I got this, I got my stuff together. We'll take care of it. And they just wouldn't listen. And that's okay. It's that's life. It's they do their thing, we do our thing. Life is good, and. Uh, we had it a blast. Was fun regardless. Absolutely. Say, uh, if you go to the tin roof, you may or not the tin roof. If you go to the scoreboard, you may or may not receive good service. Is all I'm saying. You might be standing there for an hour and a half waiting on a waitress or someone to come over there, and and uh, whenever you say something about it, they might tell you to leave. <laughs> it is what it is, and uh, we know that the. The management there is ran by a uh, Marine veteran, uh, Derek, and we think all the things that he does and is a, it will set us up in the yeah. future. And we'll, we'll Everything clear. was we'll made get, right. So. We'll get those things taken care of. That's yeah. just miscommunication, misunderstandings. That's, and that's, again, there was nothing that happened under, and I'm sorry, I'm the kind of the guy that ends up me saying whatever I say. Um, there was nothing that happened that I don't think was – Something that wasn't a thing of concern. If there was a concern, I would have, uh, I would have had a conversation with someone. But I agree. Yeah, we're good. Um, regardless, outlaw country. <laughs> I felt like that was a good time to drop that too. <laughs> I gotta send you the no picture, Charlene. Man, I gotta do it. It was great. Um. 
Military Mike, um, what's next for you, brother? Uh, let's see. Uh, talking with H over at Military Broadcast Radio, he wanted to make sure that I told you that uh, he's not poaching one of your DJs. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm going to be doing more uh, The World According to Military Mike. Uh, I, I was on the Anchor platform, and then Spotify bought Anchor. Uh, and now to now I've got to go through the whole thing of monetizing again. It's kind of a nightmare. Uh, so I'm going to be working with that. And then uh, what, uh, what I'd like to do, you know, is, is get more involved, obviously, with you, with WP3 Radio, and then uh, be able to go through that database and ask folks like Tim and his, his band – to do a, do a set for a vet, you know, it's on the stage it platform. It's an online platform. Uh, stage it is, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's absolutely amazing. Uh, it's, it's the coolest thing in the world to see the name of your band, you know, running along the advertisements for stage it. And they have like 11 million unique visitors every month on their website. But if you catch it on the right days, it's like you're next to, you know, Uncle Ted or Joan Jett. And it, it's just, it's a fantastic feeling. And uh, it, it all goes to a good cause and stuff like that. Um, we, we have a lot of places that we push it out and, and junk like that. We have a lot of dedicated listeners there. Um, I, I think the big thing is, is uh, Operation Rally Point has been talking to me about kind of taking on a, a little bit more active role in their uh, social media marketing and stuff like that. So my company will probably be doing that. Uh, I've been doing some stuff with AI uh, as far as utilizing it for SEO in, in advertising acts and advertising the radio stations, uh, writing the scripts. Um, so we're, we're going to be working on that. We do a lot of video editing uh, and we're trying to figure out how to, there's um you know, there's there's a way to take your image and then have you read off a couple of words and then we run it through AI and we can basically have your voice, your likeness and everything say anything that we script. And oh, well. uh, so it's a little glitchy right now, but uh, we're, we're fine tuning it. <laughs> um, well, you know what it does is it if, if, if used correctly, let's say, Tim, you guys were, you know, you were doing like an interview or something like this. Uh, but you had to have a, a commercial running somewhere else. Uh, you see what I'm saying is we, we can grab this and take the new stuff you're talking about, your new song you just released, and establish a 30-second to a one-minute promo. And oh, man, that, that in, is in the time that we're talking right here, that's cool. it could be engineered and be running somewhere else as well, hopefully drawing traffic back to conversations like this that are live. That is genius. We uh, also used it uh, for SEO purposes as well, but I didn't really think about that kind of capabilities. That's pretty, yeah, it's, that's outstanding, you know? Well, we're using it for our, some of our Google ad programs. Um, and it's, <laughs> you know, the, the, the hungry prepper is a, it's basically me and a couple other folks and we do reviews on like uh, prepping foods and stuff like that. We haven't, we haven't published any of the, uh, videos yet because we wanted to have a stockpile of them before we went live with it. But uh, we're finding, you know, all sorts of ways of using the Google ad programs through AI. Uh, it's it's kind of, it's almost spooky at a time, but 
you know, the, the whole point obviously is to, to find where you fit into all of this as, as far as your music and, and your, where do you want to play? Do you, do you want to keep playing? You know, there's a lot of folks that just, you know, I know I've known a lot of studio people, uh, the drummer for uh, Sugarloaf Parkway and all that. I mean, you know, he, he doesn't really want to do live. He wants to do studio. Uh, Johnny Be Good from uh, Black Oak, Arkansas. That You know, these, these guys are getting way up there now. They're 70 years old, you know, and uh, man, we can we can recreate their voices with AI. And we can remaster some of their songs and stuff like that. It's, just, it's absolutely amazing. Um, so Can you know, be concerned with AI as a whole. Well, I'm not Elon Musk, so uh, <laughs> if I if I was, I wouldn't be talking to you guys. Yeah, no. Uh, he he says we should be, but I I'm think, not that I smart. Think, I'm like I said, I'm. I think it's going to bring in a new age, man. It's just going to expand everything out. Now it's going to yeah. have its drawbacks but for the most part it's going to advance humanity i really think it will look i i was i was watching a uh like a little clip on it and they were talking about how they're going to use it for driverless cars and ai had already made the suggestion that a driverless car doesn't need to have a front of a car and the back of a car so a driverless car can pull into your driveway you can get in it and it can back right out and go along its way and you sit there and you think about it and you go, wow, AI thought of that and I never did. That's ridiculous. You know, well, so it wouldn't be backing out. It would just be. It wouldn't be backing out. It's just. You're always moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're sitting Direction there and you're your going, why, why did anybody think about that? I mean, uh, so it's stuff like that that I think is going to be interesting. My uh, my two boys, I, I think, Mark, I told you this, my, my two sons, um, I, I have a daughter, but she's mean as a snake, and I try not to talk about her because she'll find out and she'll beat me up. Um, but my two sons, you know, when they were growing up, they said, oh, Dad, we're going to play video games. And and I patted them on the head like any good father does and goes, sure you are. Sure you are. And uh, now they this, the oldest one has two degrees. The youngest one's working on his first degree. And uh, basically they design, the, the oldest one is a design engineer for the controllers. And the younger one is a production manager. And, you know, these companies sponsor gamers, professional gamers. And so when their equipment comes back, the youngest one diagnoses it, fine tunes it and and sends it back to these gamers. And so it's it's really crazy to hear these guys talking about AI. And it's like, you know, it's it's going to kill the gaming industry. (laughs) And if you think about it. To be honest with you, though, they said that about the gasoline engine. They oh, said that, yeah. You know what I mean? Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's celebration. Yeah, man. It, it's absolutely. Look, I have everything, man. The, the company they work for, I've got the. <laughs> I've, I've got freaking mouses that light up and have 18 buttons on it. My mouse pad lights up and coordinates the lighting with my mouse and my keyboard. I've got every known controller <laughs> from this company that they work for. I'm not allowed to say the name. Sorry, guys. Uh, just tons of this equipment. And they're like, AR and v- AI and VR is going to take over the whole industry. 
I've got Oculus two glasses. I get on there. My, my fat ass gets out there in boxes and stuff like that. But, uh, so, you know, I think it's going to make it better myself. I I'm kind of digging it. Now you can't, you know, if you write something in AI and then you put it back in AI and say, did you write this? It can't lie. It'll say yes. So there's even ways around that. You can take it out and you can put it in syllabus from syllabus to Grammarly and then run it back through AI and they'll say, I didn't write it. So they're already, you know. And they're coming up with stuff. And it's been a nightmare for me as an educator for the last year. I can imagine, man. There's straight up. You, I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. You did not write this. But (laughs) there's nothing. There's nothing. It's better. I'd, I'd rather have the cut and paste, which is 90% of those who choose not to do That's that. That's how my homework was. <laughs> cut and paste. You know, I'm going to my 43rd, you know, high school reunion this summer. Yeah, we didn't we didn't have cut and paste when I was in high school. Well, we did, but we got to eat the glue. So. Yeah. The funny part is, in my world, I had the student cut and paste, and they're it was talking about in pounds and like in money because yeah. I'm doing an economics class and uh, all of a sudden pounds is, and I'm like, really, really? You did this paper, huh? I'm like, when was the last time you visited Britain? Because <laughs> we don't use it. There's no way you did this. And I, it's funny stuff, but um, <laughs> it concerns me. Um, but here's the reality. In my opinion, this is an opinion. Doctors are going to do doctor things, and dentists are going to do dentist things, and and engineers are going to do engineer things. Um, will some slip through the crack? Yes, but I'm pretty confident there's never going to be a time where I, if someone lets an AI platform write their paper for them, I, I'm pretty confident I'm never have, going to have to worry about waking up to someone doing brain surgery on me that is taking those paths because – they're not going to do, they're going to get caught eventually. So um, I do have that conversation regularly with people in our, in our, in our industry and saying, you know what? Doctors are going to do doctor stuff. Rocket scientists are going to do right. They're not going to advance as a rocket scientist because they do a paper on AI. They're not. They've, they've actually have to applicably put something forward. Um, and doing all those pieces, doing AI is not going to get them. Um, I, I remember when they first started editing music at different locations, like you'd go into a studio and dap it out and then send the, 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 you know, the, the actual tape to another studio and they'd add somebody else to it. I remember when they were doing that, you know, and, and that was supposed to change the music industry. And, and then concern, when everything started going digital and everything else, I mean, you know, internet in the music world. Yeah, my concern in the music world is that they're saying that it'll be like listen, Michael Jackson can bring up his his old stuff and they'll be able to do that. You know, Prince will be able to, you know, do. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's not the same thing. That's, but we'll figure I, it out. I think it'll let I think it'll let musicians be in the business a lot longer. That's the way I like to look sure. at it. Sure. And you know, yeah. being being a you know a, a baby boomer, I'm the the la- the first year of the baby boomers there, 1964. I mean, music was such a part of our lives. I mean, in the late '60s, you didn't you didn't do anything. We we had music playing during dinner, you know, because my my dad refused to watch the news and watch Vietnam, you know. So we we had music playing in the background, 
we we still my oldest brother and myself we still have the albums that my parents had you know elvis presley stuff like that so i think with ai i, th I think being able to keep it alive and to keep it creative and interesting i think music i think the entertainers themselves will be able to way outlast their would be you know what was going on before the the crazy fun part and you just mentioned the the album piece is that that still has a huge following in, oh, in our country this um we had a young man that went to uh nashville with us his name was sean keller the first time i met him he pulls out a phonograph with his his vinyl and wants to play and he's like yeah, you know in Led Zeppelin, you know, you can only hear this on the on the album. You can't hear this in any of their digital music. And I was just right. like, and if you get a chance to hear Sean Keller play, uh, take that time to do that. The kid is a, a pretty phenomenal artist in what he does. So the the um, only thing about vinyl, I got to tell you this: the only thing about vinyl is that if it's damaged, it ain't coming back. No, there's oh. some truth to that. You know, and, and gosh, you know, the vinyl that they were using back then is nothing like the vinyl used today. You know, uh, it, it ships, it cracks, it wears uh, everything. So we don't, we don't play those albums that we have. They're, they're locked up and sealed up. And, uh, you know, I've, I've got grandkids now, so uh, hopefully some of it will be turned over to them and, you know, maybe one day they'll figure out a way to get back into it. But, you know, uh, digital is digital, and if it's if it's digital, it can be manipulated. I would say, what's next for Tim Noon Band? You guys have already kind of explained. You're going on tour. You're going to go down south and uh, uh, rock around the the South Carolina area. What? Anything else on the docket to get done? Um, I mean, we're we're going to keep recording and releasing stuff. We're going to try to actually put together a music video with compilation from the tour uh, for one of these songs as well. We're going to see, see if we can make that happen. But yeah, we got, we got a lot of stuff in the works and we're looking forward to hitting South Carolina, Georgia, North Carolina, and just working our way pretty much till we head back home. And we're going to, we're going to keep doing what we do and we appreciate you for having us on. And it's awesome to be able to talk to you, Mike and John. Hire hire a drone operator for your Ooh, for your concert footage. Idea. Man, outside drone footage is the best to work with, man. It is awesome. And it when when you guys are up on stage and you see the drones really really act out to the oh, it comes out great, man. It's beautiful stuff. Cool. That is a beautiful great idea. Stuff. And you can find veterans that'll probably come out there and videotape it for free. And you know what? It comes out on a freaking memory stick about that dang big. Yeah. yeah, man. And then turn that over to your, uh, well, I see Edwin just said my next purchase. I That's kind of where I went when I can't fly anymore. I went to drones. And so I've got a Phantom 3. And then uh, I've got a, another one called a DJI Telio that I use for the little stuff around here. And uh, the drone footage is just, man, that just adds a, a great element to it. It really does. The so. DJI, uh, if you go get a chance to look at their stuff, uh, they actually did the the Porsche commercial, and um, it's it's an amazing device. It, it's so uh, that's fun, the one yeah. that's on my ticket to get uh, 
Um, I don't know. We'll we'll uh Derek Dankenbring. Did I say that right? Yeah, it's surprisingly enough, dude. Nobody ever does. Um <laughs> I, I just want to give you a quick shout out because you do have a kind of a solo career out there in the world. How can people get to your music and hear it? Uh nothing right now. I've kind of taken everything down. I'm in a revamping phase. Okay. So I am uh I'm basically tearing the old tower down and building a new one. Okay, so fair enough. That's uh, and the showcase for that, I guess, will be opening act for us. So, uh, yeah, so that'll be the kind of premiere of it, and then I'll sit down whenever I have time in between everything and start recording and getting everything back out there again. So, awesome. that's kind of. That's kind of where I'm sitting on that. Yeah, we got the one song we're going to play, and we'll probably head off out of that. Jonathan, you got anything in closing? Tim gave us a rough outline of what the song Man in Nashville was about. And uh, it just made me think, you know, you don't have to sell out who you are so that you can be somebody else. Uh, Be you. It's the most simple, the most unique thing you can be. And, uh, it's the most rewarding in the end as well. I don't know if it's well a time said. and place. What did you say, Tim? I said as well said. Yeah. I don't know if this is a time and place, but it was interesting. Even with our, our little tiny tiny event of the Nashville takeover, it was it was interesting to find the people that would swarm around and and uh I don't know. They were in it for their own and uh and I I I will stay steadfast. This is about we. Um, I hope and I know that Tim Newton and the Tim Newton band is going to go take care of them. Um, and what the People's Page Project does is take care of and promote as much as we can. Um, and I think there's an understanding in that relationship. But it was just some of the behind-the-scenes stuff that I was, we were dealing with is just like, really? This- so, honestly, how that played out uh- – we played Man in Nashville live every night, but we actually played Man in Nashville live to one of those types that's described in Man in Nashville, more or less. And I think that was more of the icing on the cake. And, you know, for legal reasons, we won't mention names, but that that guy knew the whole time. You know, like, I'm, I'm making eye contact. I'm like, like, you're a POS, man, and you freaking know it. And It was, it was interesting. And, uh, there, there's oddly enough, there's still a little bit of fallout that, that we deal with, and it's like there's it's not a competition, it's it's not a battle, it's a it this is a mission moving forward, and this is what we're gonna constantly do. Uh you can either be part of it or not be part of it, that's your choice, and we're okay with it. We're not here to break or shatter any dreams, we're here to promote people, and uh and that's we love your music, we love having you in the network, we love all the things that uh, we've been able to experience because of you guys. And we don't stop short of giving you guys full credit for everything that we've got to do. So thank you for everything. Thanks for being part of what, what we've been doing. Um, we appreciate thank you guys for inviting us in. I mean, right. really, really, it's been a fulfilling experience. It goes, it goes, it really it goes both ways, you know. It's that circle we were talking about, isn't it? It's a circle of life. No. <laughs> no, a new single, original, original, a new original tune. I think that one's taking. I think that one's taking. That might be a little bit bigger platform than we we are. Um, 
Timmy, you got anything anything in closing, brother? Uh, once again, I want to thank you all for having us here. It's it's an honor every single time, uh, just giving us a little bit more of a platform to put what we do to the world. And uh, absolutely appreciate the opportunity. And I hope you guys like this this new single we dropped, Country Girl. It's streaming everywhere that streams. And we're doing all we can to promote the heck out of it. And I think the video turned out pretty crisp the way that it did. There were some hiccups here and there, but overall, Edwin and Zidon Studios made it happen. Yep. And I want to thank everybody involved, and I hope everybody likes it, man. Justin, anything in closing, brother? Uh, no, just uh, before we see the video that it was, uh, first off, we filmed that on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> so, you know, going into it was great. And we, like, had to change plans real quick, so... All of us are freezing cold during the filming. <laughs> Some poor turkey hunters out there in a blind and just wondering where the drums are coming from. <laughs> right. right. Right in the middle of the woods. Playing the <laughs> Been out here all day. Hey. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, Mr. Madsen, anything in closing, brother? Nah, I'm always here, man. If I'm not in front of you, I'm behind you somewhere in the shadows. That's why I stay. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out whether I should be whether I should be motivated or scared. Yeah, I'll run kinda, faster either way kinda, for sure. Kind of edgy either way. Derek, thanks for coming on, brother. You got anything? Uh, not much, man. I appreciate the opportunity, and I appreciate you guys, and I appreciate everything you all do. I really do. I'm. Glad to be part of the experience. And uh, just real quick, want to do a shout out to Jacob Hill. Uh, we did kind of we reached out to him, but uh, he was unable to make it tonight. He's another member of the Tim Newton band. He's the drummer, and uh, uh, we love having Jacob around too. And uh, what an amazing side mission that we had in a connection with him and uh, a local uh, first responder in his area. And uh, him bringing on, it was just an amazing show was there as well. Um, hey, our mission doesn't uh, stop with just the show. We got your six and six. Make sure each of you take time to reach out to uh, someone in your network. We ask you to do it by a six pack. It takes roughly 36 seconds to do six text messages to say, hey, I'm just thinking about you. Um, I have my second regret in life now. Um, there's someone in my network of life that uh, I uh, I had constantly initiated the, hey, what's going on, thinking about you. And uh, about two weeks ago, I was like, you know, um, I'm tired of being the only one reaching out. Well, he's gone. Had some stuff, and uh, it is what it is. And uh, now... A conversation I could have had will never happen again. So uh, I'm very transparent in having these conversations. Um, I guarantee you it will save lives. Uh, this particular case, it wouldn't have saved his life, but it would have. Uh, I would have been able to have a at least a closing conversation in him and his life. But uh, um, make sure you're reaching out to your brothers and sisters. If you think they're strong, reach out to them. Um, that's an amazing piece that happens with the WP3 network. We all get to uh, send messages and just checking in on each other and making sure everyone's okay and in their place and has the space that they need to have at the same time. So make sure you're doing that. Um, 
show's not the same with Alexandria. I, I know she's taking care of and finishing up the finalities of a wedding weekend. And so uh, take care, Andrea, and we will have you back next week. Uh, I do know that we will be uh, up north here in Minnesota, a little bit north than you guys, uh, for a uh, Wounded Warriors um, guide service, not the Wounded Warriors, but uh, Wounded Warriors guide service uh, program that they invited us to come and, and do fishing with them. Um, and next week's guest is Jason Steiner and Brandon Johnson. And we're excited to have them on the show as well. Come check us out. Uh, you'll see us every Monday at 4.30 um, or 1630 for uh, our weekly WP3 debrief. And then uh, every Sunday uh, at 1800 Central Daylight Time with We Got Your Six at Six Patriot Playtime. We got the Tim Newton Band here with their final song of the night, Country Girl. This is their debut um, video and song. Thanks for being here, guys. Uh, thanks for being here, Mr. Madsen. We'll get that WP3 radio up and rolling so we can hear more Country Girl um, here in the next week or so. Uh, again, we'll check you out when the smoke clears. Page your pride. See you. Thank you, guys. Oh, you rock.